1: Welcome to Castle Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture over some nice cafecito. I'm Joel Caranas.
0: And I'm Yvette Cruz.
1: Thanks for joining us. Today, we're dedicating this show to all the great moms out there. So, Yay. So, yeah, it is our Mother's Day extravaganza here.
0: An ode to Mother's Day. Yeah. Or to mothers.
1: Yes, and so we're going to talk a little bit about not just our moms, but also you know, what makes a great mom the best advice. We'll have some of our friends chime in as well to see what they said about their moms. So let's just get started. So how to start this podcast. I was thinking about how do we start talking about moms? Because you can go a million ways to talk about your mom and how you're, how great she is and what she's taught you and things like that. And so what I thought, we're going to kind of keep it with little stories, but also just those little moments that have made things, whether it's fun that, uh, sometimes it's not always easy in life when it comes to, like, relationships with mom. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they can be a little tough, especially teenage years, I guess you can say Oof. as well. <laughs> you know, those that can be really rough. It's so dynamic because for many people, the mother is the most impactful woman in, in their life. And so, uh, I know I could say that for myself. And so, Yvette, I want to start just with conversation about something simple in the sense of, okay. Okay what what defines your mom as great what makes your mom great it doesn't have to be one thing but i just want to start off kind of what why what, what elevates her to being great other than just the fact that you know obviously she's your mom yeah, but what great. are the elements <laughs> that make her what make her great just maybe how about this give us just one for first because i know there's a lot
0: okay one the first thing that comes to mind is that she's fiercely independent my mom has always done anything that she wanted to. and she raised my sister and myself alone in a country where she did not know the language. she did not know the system, how things run and and she was very young. My mom had my sister when she was twenty years old, I think, and I uh, she was one. Twenty yeah, she was twenty one and then she turned twenty two the next month after having me. so that's that's very young. I think I'm twenty seven years old, and I can't imagine at all when you were near being a mom and, and doing it alone like my mom did. And so, yeah, she has just, oh man, she has been able to do so many things and watching her that it's not only has it been inspirational, but it's, it's just made me proud. It's made me proud to be able to call Um, Marta Gabriela Riaran, my mother, because she, she can do anything and she's just so resourceful and so strong. And I just, man, like if, if there, if I could put like the blessings that I've been giving my life in order, she would be the number one. I just, I can't, I can't even put that into words and I'm going to try not to get emotional during this episode because, uh, it's, it's, I love my mom. She's, she's my everything. She's my, uh, inspiration. She's my queen. She's, oh man, um, so yeah, I think that's like that's one thing. That's good. Yeah. Um, do you have something?
1: For me, yeah, I can go a million ways. I I, I think. All right, I'll, I'll I'll kind of explain it like this. So my mom, I always say, my mom has been a mom basically two parts of her life because my mom is the oldest of eleven.
0: Oh, and wow! And so
1: she had to become the second mother basically mm-hmm. to all of her brothers and sisters, my aunts and uncles, and then after she left Ecuador to come here to the US, one of the reasons, well, the main reason that she came over here to this country was because she got the opportunity to get her visa or whatever mm-hmm. here, to, to be here. And that's back in the day, back in 75 it was, uh, it would be able to open the door for her brothers and her sisters. So her family was basically pressing her to say, you should go to the US. She had a good job, she had even a relationship, she was in a relationship uh, as well but she said she had to do it and she felt the responsibility to do it so she moved over here and then she met my father obviously they got married and then she became mother my my brother obviously myself but she's been a mom basically twice in her life and and the struggles that go into that and the problems that my mother had in the sense with my father and his his drug abuse and the the, the terrible things that were happening during those years just to overcome. she's just, She just knows how to overcome mm-hmm. any obstacle that's basically in front of her. And she's always taught me that, you know, hard work is what is going to mm-hmm. take you far. Of course, talent helps. Talent helps. And to this day, I even tell them, I, I I know I'm, I'm not the most talented person in the world, but with the work ethic that my mom has instilled in me, I know I am one of the hardest workers out there. And I continue to do that to this day. I just... I guess I can't help it to a fault either. Sometimes I know I need to slow down, maybe take a vacation, maybe I need to just you know, let other people help me, but I can't help it and I think part of it is because that drive, not necessarily that my mother said I should overwork or anything like that, but that drive is still in me and it's her genes that's in me that just, that I can't help it. I have to keep going, I have to keep, whether it's to prove myself or whether it's just to keep hustling, to keep doing that because seeing all my life her do that, To the day she retired, she didn't even retire at you know at sixty six or sixty seven. She retired at sixty nine. She decided to work extra, not necessarily because she needed to, because she wanted to, because she felt like she could still work. And so to this day, I I I just admire her strength and and everything that she does. So that's that's just one of the elements that makes my mom special.
0: Changing gears a little bit, I'm this is just something that I've always been curious about. What do you call your mom? Like, like, you know how, you know, it can be mom, madre, ama. I've, I've just always been curious as to like, because people call their mom different things, obviously. Right. So what do you call your mom? Like what, when ma- you. Ma's ma ma. Ma, ma's, just
1: like Ma. Yeah, Ma. Ma's, okay. Ma is Ma. What about you?
0: It's kind of a mix of of that mm-hmm. Ma and Mom okay. <laughs> because it's always been Mom. Yeah. Like not Mom. Mm-hmm. It's just mom. Uh, yeah. No, it's mom. Or Mar Martha. I call her by her name sometimes. No, I sometimes
1: do. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I call. Or
0: cariño. Uh, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll call my mom Nancy. That's my mother's name, and so so yeah. I'll 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 just say hey Nancy, what are you doing and or, or whatnot, and then you know we talk about yeah. that. But it's interesting you mentioned that because my cousins who live here uh, in Utah. They call uh, my aunt so their mother, uh-huh. uh, they call mommy. Mommy. They call her mommy. Oh, like mommy. Yeah. I, yeah one of like, my
0: good friends also calls her mom mommy. I call her mom mommy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so my mom just hates ama, like mm. AMA, which a lot of people say. Yeah. She doesn't like that. So sometimes I do that to annoy her because it, I know she doesn't like that.
1: There's some, uh, I know a friend of mine many years ago called his mom, uh, calls her hefa.
0: Hefa. Oh yeah, I heffa. also call my mom Hefa to annoy yeah,
1: her, <laughs> <Heffita>. <laughs> and
0: and I know it, it's like for me it's like to annoy her, but it's also endearing. But right. I know some people, yeah, they call her Hefa Hefita, yeah. ama uh, madre. Actually, I don't know a lot of people that call their moms madre. I say <laughs> yeah. mother sometimes, but as like a, it's like it's kind of filling in. It's it's a replacement, but really it's just mom. That's that's like the at the top of the pyramid of the names for my mom. But um yeah, or mama. Sometimes I call her mama.
1: Let me ask you, does your does your sister call your mom? By a different name, or does it the same, or just mom?
0: Mom, mom? yeah. Mom? She, okay. she I think, generally sticks to mom, and then sometimes mother when, like, mm. we're, I don't know, they're having like a certain conversation or we're joking around, but I'm the yeah. one who has like a bunch of different names. <laughs> for
1: her. No, my brother is consistent. He just goes with Ma as well. Yeah. He just always says, Ma, like, hey, is Ma with you? Or. Hey, do you know where she's at? Yeah. Or, or, ma. Yeah. So it's always just, it's always just been ma. And then, and then yeah, kind of sometimes as a joke, we'll just say, uh, just like, Hey, what's Nancy doing? And things like that. But yeah, it's just, we stick by that. Yeah.
0: I just think that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. There's so many names.
1: Let me ask you about kind of when, at what age now we're going back here. We're going we're okay. to uh, throw back here.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: When, when did you begin to notice? And it could be at age four or it could be even, you know, a little bit after, but when did you notice that? You know what, my ma, she's she's doing something special here. She's she's something special here. Like she did something that yeah. you just were struck by it, and it could be something as innocent as hmm. she got you your favorite cereal, or she did something you know, sort of like my mom worked two jobs, and yeah. you know, when I was six, I realized my mom's not here because of something like that. Okay, like, yeah.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I don't know that, like, one comes to mind just that, like, is that, like, that moment. Right. I think my mom's just kind of always been, like, my hero. Like, she's always, I mean, when I was a kid, she solved my problems. Like, she, um, if I couldn't reach something, she grabbed it. If I couldn't open something, like, you know, a jar or whatever, she would open it. If I, if the, like, taught me how to tie my shoes or taught me how to do things, she's just always been my hero. And let me tell you, um, when I was... I don't remember. I think I was like six, seven. I used to like try and copy my mom. Like when we were going out as a family or when we were going to go somewhere, like I would sneak into my mom's room and I would see what she was wearing. And then I would mm-hmm. go back into my room and I would Aww, try and like find cute. a matching outfit. I know. Aww. Um, Aww. <laughs> Yeah. She, it would make her mad because she'd be like, otra cosa? <laughs> um, But yeah, like I remember specifically there was, specifically that there were these denim vests. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think they're, they're, they kind of came back for a while, but the, you know, back in the 90s, denim oh, yeah. vests and yeah. like denim shorts. Oh. Oh, yeah. And so I remember this one outfit where she had denim shorts and then a white t-shirt and then the vest on top and then some sneakers. And then I, you know, obviously had something similar. And so I just remember trying to copy her all the time and trying to just be like her. And and it was just that, that was something that I did as a kid. And then now as an adult, it's funny because we we have similar tastes in clothing with certain things. And so we'll joke around and we'll be like, oh, you copied me with that. And then um, we actually have the same pair of shoes, just different sizes. Um, nice. Uh like these one pair of like little boots. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks ago we were going to somewhere um like to a family thing and she called me and she was on her way and I was still at home getting ready to go. And then I was going to wear my boots mm-hmm. and she called me and we were like talking about something else. And she's like, Oh, by the way, I'm wearing my boots. So don't wear yours. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I was going to wear my boots. And um yeah, like, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, she's just always been like my hero. She's just always been able to do anything. So I, I don't know that I can pinpoint a moment. Like I'm always in awe of her right. and, the things that she's able to accomplish, and so I—I I, not one specific thing comes to mind at this moment. When we're done recording, I'm sure like five things will, and I'm going to be like, "Oh man, I should have said that." But at this very moment, I can't think of anything. Um, do you have one?
1: Um, yeah, I do have one. It's—I it, don't remember what year it was, but it was after a moment. It was after an incident with my father that she was she was beat up, beat up pretty bad, and you know the ambulance came and. They took her away we had to stay with a neighbor for a few hours and then my mom came back and my mom i remember she sat down my brother and i on our couch and you know with her face pretty beaten up she told us just how important it is that something like what we saw a few hours ago never happens and that you meaning us my brother and i even at I even forgot what my, how old my brother was. I was probably like five or six, um, to, to never, to never do that. To never hit a woman, to never, that, that what we saw was not something that is normal or not something mm-hmm. that is acceptable. And we went straight to bed. We, my brother and I didn't talk to each other. We just went to bed. I don't know how it affected my brother. Um, for me, it, it, it let me know at that age that something was wrong, and that my mom was fighting something. That something here is wrong. I didn't comprehend it very well until, as I got a little bit older, and by a little bit older, I just mean like seven. <laughs> like I began to realize, okay, this is this is what this is. But I realized that my mom was fighting something, and 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 in that moment, I felt like, wow, like this is something. My mom is strong. I thought, like, my mom is strong because that's not supposed to happen. Like, anytime you see like movies or you see little cartoon things, you don't necessarily see a man hitting a woman. So something is wrong here. So seeing that brought me in awe that, like, okay, she's fighting for something. And then as I got older, I realized, okay, she's fighting something that is not acceptable at all, and nothing could be done at the moments. Things then changed, and 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 things got for the better. But for me, it was that moment that I realized, okay. My mom here is strong and she's fighting. I didn't comprehend what it was at the moment, but she's fighting something that um, a lot of women, unfortunately, still go through to this day. And the fact that she was able to focus on the pain that was going on with her marriage and also put to focus back and say, okay, my focus is still on my two sons. And even though this is a tough time here, I have to look out for the best for them. And she did everything that she could always to look out for my brother and I. So that. It was for me. That's the moment when I realized, okay, my mom's a fighter here, and not yeah. you know, and 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 and. Now looking back at it, I I I hate to say it, but I I smile, and it might sound kind of weird, like why would I smile about something really bad? But I smile because she overcame that. Yeah. No, she overcame that, but I smile because I just feel like that's. That's very admirable. And that's something that's, I'm very proud that my mom overcame that. And she's been a great example to other women as well. I know she's talked to other women, uh, especially when she was more active in the church, uh, years ago in, uh, the Pentecostal church. She would talk to some of these women who did go through similar mm-hmm. situations. And she would tell them, she would give them advice. And, and to this day, I'm, I'm so proud of my mom for doing that because some, some people may not say, okay, well, that happened and we're never going to talk about it again. And that's it. My mom's not like that. My mom will tell you. Well, so she'll give you details if, you, if somebody really wanted to, but it's all so people can learn a lesson, and that's one of the things that I admire about my mom the most.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to see what moms. I feel like. I mean, I've said this before. Moms make the world go round, and it's crazy to see how much moms can endure, and and what they'll put in front of themselves. Like I, I think maybe moms are probably the only people on the planet. Um, maybe dads too, some, but the only people on the planet that no matter, like the minute you become a mother, it's no longer you, like there's nothing, nothing that will come before your children, or at least that's how I think it should be. And, and it's crazy to see, like, the strength that, that, or the, the strength that moms have, you know, how, like, they've said to, like, um, physically, too, like, m- moms who will lift a car yeah. to get, you know, to get oh, yeah. to their kids, or you've heard of, like, mama bears and, like, yeah. the things that they'll do to protect their cubs, like, that's, that's, like, mm-hmm. it's something that happens in nature, like, just everywhere that moms just, it's not about you anymore. And it's about, like, yeah, mom, I think they're the only people that'll put their, their kids mm-hmm. before anything in the world, before for themselves, but that they'll give their own lives right. for their kids. And it's just like, mm. man, moms, yeah. <sighs> round of applause for moms. Yeah.
1: Oh. Let, let me ask you about now, uh, we're going to switch kind of gears in the sense of like culture. What are some of the, whether it's early on or maybe even later, what were some of the cultural things that your mom taught you? Obviously, one of the first things has to be the language yeah. for all of us. But was there something that's your mom kind of, whether it's traditions or something from nuestra cultura that she tried to instill in you?
0: Um, I think family, like the importance of family and yeah, the importance of like, no matter what happens in life, like you still have your family and no matter what, um, what's going on, your family is the one that's going to have your back. And I think that she, she always tried to instill that to me and I didn't get it right away when I was younger. Obviously, there were other things on my mind and I, you know, I, I was with my friends a lot and when I was a teenager, you know, don't even talk to me then. <laughs> um, and I've, I've always had a really good relationship with my mom, but it's nothing like it is now. You know, now I finally Get it that it's family before mm-hmm. anything. I was actually with my family um a few like an hour or two ago before recording. So, um and and like I look forward to that now. Like I if I have a free day or free time, like that's who's number one on my list. And it didn't used to be like that because and it wasn't that I love my mom any less yeah. or that I love my family any less. I just didn't get it. And right. and I think it's something that that happens to a lot of people. Um I, and I've I've talked to friends before and it's kind of the same thing, but like. Yeah, like she just always, like family was number one and like what, the relationship that you have with your family and, and it's not just, you know, the, the, it's, it's obviously not just like your whole family. It also, you know, it's, 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 it's your family that earns your love, you know, not because you're related to somebody. Are they just family? No matter what, you have to endure everything. No, like it's, it's family and it's people who prove to be your family. And my mom's always oh. been number one on that list. That's so, cool. So, yeah, she's it's that that was one of the most important things that she ever instilled to me and that's something that I would tell anybody that I know and like I said obviously it depends on the family you have and and family can be people you choose too. Yeah. Um but that is something that I'm just so glad I finally get and I'm sorry mom that I didn't mm-hmm. get it any sooner, mm-hmm. but it's just I guess it's just kind of how things go, you know?
1: Yeah. For me there's yeah, I feel like there's a lot of things. Well, number one that comes to to my mind is also family as well, mm-hmm. because we we have well, I should say our extended family is large, but it's only a few of us as far as the immediate family. It's my brother, it's myself, and it's my mom, and that's and that's it. And so, just us, you know, the core of us, the three of us, always sticking, you know, by each other and helping each other out, being okay with disagreeing with things is something my mom has always taught us because. She has had disagreements with her brothers and her sisters, and it's okay. And sometimes amongst themselves as well, they'll have, you know, they'll have disagreements and they'll have things that are sometimes not talking to each other. and Drama, everything that you hear about, yeah, it feels like it happens a little bit more with, it can happen with small families, but it happens quite a bit with extended families. But my, my mom is always focused on, it's like, it is you and it is your brother, and you need, you both of you need to stick together. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, my brother and I didn't have the best of Relationships for many years, just because we're just we're different. We're different, and so, and you know, we moved on from that. But it took a little bit. It took a while. But my mom has, was always instilling us, like, all right, I understand that you guys might have your little disagreements, and you guys maybe you guys are very different. Mm-hmm. You know that that's that's very clear. But at the end, that's still your your brother. That's still, that's your only brother. Yeah. That, so. You, you, eventually the time will come where you guys will realize that and will be more, especially during the teenage years. I think anybody as a teenager. A little hard headed sometimes. Ooh, a little um, so um, an understatement. Um, and so I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and, and, and we moved on from that. And, and now me and my brother get along great. Good. And, and that makes my mom happy. But my, it feels like my mom knew the whole time that that was going to happen, that we were going to be fine. It was just a like, right. Moms know. Moms yeah.
0: know everything. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
1: She knew. Even when we were, we were not speaking at times, my mom knew. She was just like, yeah. oh, you guys need to learn. Yeah, but that
0: also must have been hard for her to see.
1: Yeah, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. At at the beginning, she, she, she didn't like the fact that sometimes we didn't talk to each other. Yeah. And even we're in the same room, we're just not talking to each other. You know, and, and that's on both of us. Uh huh. And that's the immaturity of both of us. And now, as we've gotten older, obviously we moved on from that. Good. And, and it's, (laughs) and it's, and it's it's fun now. And, and, and my, my mom always also, the other thing that she, what teach both of us, I think I took it maybe a little bit more, was the language. She's like, you cannot lose Spanish.
0: Oh, that's so important. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: She was like, you cannot lose Spanish. You're going to, like, even back in the 90s when we were, uh, when we were kids, my mom was always like, Tienes que saber el idioma, tienes que con el español, yeah. porque es importante. Un día van a tener que trabajar. And stuff that I thought, like, okay, whatever, like, that's fine.
0: Same. To, yeah,
1: like, I thought, whatever. Then as I got older, I realized... Okay, I need to c- continue practicing this and that and I I know I've mentioned it to you and I'll mention it to our audience. One thing that I did because I was worried, I could have obviously my basic conversations like that, but yeah. I sometimes would struggle with a little bit more complicated things. Right. And and I would worry like, oh no, we we can't have this. Mm-hmm. Like so what I told my mom one day I'm like, "Hey, can I ask you for a favor?" And I was, and I, she looked at me like, "Yeah, like, ¿qué pasa?" I'm like, "This is going to sound really weird." but I want us to have a little bit more complex conversations, whether it's about politics, whether it's mm-hmm. about anything. Like, I want to to perfect it, or at least get better at it in Spanish. And she was open to it. And so there's mm-hmm. been a lot of times where we talk everything about politics, we talk about, you know, things about science, things about, uh, sometimes we'll do is we'll watch, uh, like, Discovering Español, like these mm-hmm. crime stories. Ooh, and so yeah. we'll watch it together and then we'll talk about it. And sometimes there are subjects that are a little, you might some people might feel uncomfortable talking about it with their parents,, uh-huh. but we're at least for us we're not like that. we good. talk about whatever, and so and we're talking about these things openly, and it has helped me out a lot because then whenever I do make a mistake or if I'm not sure how to express it, she'll tell me how to do that, yeah, and it just feels good, I'm like, okay good, I'm, I want to keep that there because one day if i if I do decide to have children, I would like to pass that along as well, yeah, so it's uh yeah it's it's important, so she always would just say just. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and I like that you bring that up because that, yeah, that's uh, like everything you said seriously spot on. Very similar to my situation. When I was growing up, I I mean, obviously I learned that was the first language I spoke because that's what my mom spoke. And then I went to school and completely like that, it just completely went to English. And so my friends, you know, whether they spoke Spanish or not, still, we spoke in English. My sister and I grew up speaking English to each other, even though we speak Spanish. Um, But at one point, yeah, when I was a teenager, I did start losing it more and more and I kind of didn't want to speak it and so I was it was that thing and I don't know if you ever if you can relate but that thing where your mom says something to you in in Spanish and you respond in English and then she says I don't espanol yeah Yeah, like that that happened and even though my mom understands it at that point she she was understanding it but I still like I just didn't want to like make the effort so um and I've talked about this before yeah I had to kind of like relearn how to speak Spanish correctly and not like a pocha um (laughs) which I hate that word but um and I think my mom taught me that word too I don't even know (laughs) Um, what it
1: means but it sounds like
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's like it's kind of it could kind of be like an insult. It's something that like you would say to somebody who doesn't speak Spanish properly, oh, okay. uh, who kind of like n- speaks like Spanglish or just like says mm-hmm. things like um, parquear or like pa-
1: parquear parque- parque- la troca. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like things like that, which actually I've heard my mom say too, but still. Um, Yeah, so she, she um, just, she wasn't into that. She wasn't into me speaking it wrongly, but like I, uh, I learned it more as I was growing up and as I had to work and I even took classes. And now I love, love, love. Like my mom understands a lot of things in English. She can speak English. Um, She's, I think she speaks it better than she thinks she speaks it. Um, But we, yeah, we'll have conversations in Spanish all, well, I think, yeah, like all the time. That's the all like only, the only way we'll talk really. Right. And I like it more because now I'm practicing. I'm doing it more and more. And like you, like I'm having conversations about not just like, Hey, how are you? like not small talk? Like we go deep into topics that we don't even know how we got there. Like we will talk about like celebrities and body image and politics and like just things that I'm like, Yeah, I'm having this conversation with my mom. Okay. That's cool. Um, and I, I love that. I look forward to going and like seeing my mom every week and talking to her about everything. And it, like, helps me learn how to, how, like, if I can't say something, I'll tell her, like, so they say? Sakosake. you know, and, like, yeah. and she'll be like, oh, this, and I'm like, oh, yes, I learned a new word. <laughs> um, and we do the same thing. Like, I correct her when she says something in English and it's the wrong, like, tense or something, and right. she says the same thing to me when I say it, like, just not the right way. So I, I love that. I it love Sounds like we that. need to
1: have one giant crosstalk of just, like, my mom and and myself, you know, and your oh, mom. Oh your yes, like, that like you're the, right. To kind of help yeah. everybody out, like to to the um. Let me ask you from we're gonna go from some of like the good memories mm-hmm. to maybe a time that maybe you disappointed your mom. Is there a certain time in that you felt like you've because we talk about the highs and lows and to see if there are moments where you felt like you disappointed your uh, your mom and 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 that's always tough and and it could be something. You know, something as simple as I failed my English class or something like that. But is there something that comes up that you felt like, oh, if I can go back, I wish I wouldn't do that so I wouldn't have disappointed my mom?
0: Yeah, I mean, a whole lot of things. <laughs> um, I... I got in trouble once. That's all I'll say. I got in trouble and I my mom didn't know about it right away because I didn't want to tell her. And I, and I didn't want to tell her one because I, yes, I was going to get lectured and two because I knew she was going to be disappointed. And it got to the point where I had to tell her because I was in trouble and I needed help and I didn't know what to do. And so that's all the details that I will give. No, that's fine. But she, and she, like the second I told her, like she, obviously she helped me and obviously she got, you know, she she lectured me, yes, I deserved that. But I like the thing that hurt the most was that she was disappointed. She wasn't even angry at me and she wasn't I was old enough that she couldn't like get the chunk now. But like <laughs> I mean she could actually, but she didn't. But she was just disappointed and I just uh it was one of the worst feelings in the world because she she had every right to be disappointed. She didn't like she didn't teach me uh to get in trouble like that and she didn't um you know if anything she was always the opposite so I guess for her like seeing her as a mom like as my like my everything disappointed because like what she raised like who she raised and all the values that she instilled in me like apparently went out the window in that moment that was just it was terrible and like and I think it's always been like that like I've never wanted to disappoint my mom and I mean I guess who wants to disappoint their mom but even like um like, when I was, um, another time that I got in trouble, I don't get in trouble a lot, by the way. Like, let me just <laughs> put right. this, let me, let me put this out there. I wasn't, Thank you I wasn't, it on the record. I wasn't a troublemaker. Like, most of the time, everything, like, and when I say most, I mean like 75% of the time, everything was like smooth sailing. I always tell my mom, like, hey, you didn't, she didn't get called down to school a lot. She didn't, or ever actually, like, things like that. But one time when I was in the second grade, I think I got in trouble at school for like playing on the wrong playground. Like, for not, that the, like, there was a field that we weren't supposed to go to, and me and some friends were all playing on that field when we weren't supposed to be there we got in trouble we got like detention and had to write like 50 times I will not go on the field (laughs) that I'm not supposed to whatever (laughs) I know Um, but and obviously, like I, I it was it was taken care of at school. Like they didn't have to call my mom and tell her like Yvette got in trouble for playing whatever. You know, I I took care of it, but I went home feeling so guilty that I had gotten in trouble and I had like you know like disappointed my entire family. Like this is this is me at like in the (laughs) second grade, and so I felt it then. Like I that's what I'm saying. I wasn't a troublemaker in that I was just like doing all this stuff and I didn't like care. I I cared, and I I remember I went home and I still remember that I told my mom like I told her that I had gotten in trouble and I told her that I was sorry. She had no idea. Like she was probably Mm -hmm. like, why are you telling me? (laughs) Um, But I still remember that day and I still remember that moment and I just like remember feeling sad because she was going to be disappointed because she didn't uh, instill like those not I mean she didn't she didn't raise me like that. And so it's always been like that. I've never wanted to disappoint her and like to me that's one of my biggest I don't want to say fears but it's one of the things that I just like don't want to happen ever because Seeing like that like seeing someone like your mom, seeing your mom disappointed is just oh it's so it's the worst. It's the worst. At least it's for me like personally. tragame tierra, like in yeah. this moment because I don't deserve to be here. I yeah. like I don't deserve you. <laughs> and so it's oh yeah.
1: For me, my most disappointing was getting kicked out of my high school.
0: That's be- pretty bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. And so and because the thing is I was always a very good student. Yeah. I will say that. I was I got even once a little trophy or a little award, like the Hope of America Award or something, and my mom Mm -hmm. was so proud, and like they invited her and all this stuff. And And then in ninth grade, it kind of just went downhill in the sense of not that I just – I just didn't care. I felt like it was too easy. Mm -hmm. I kind of became arrogant. Let's just be. That's just the honest truth. And then also I started hanging out with the wrong crew, which was my fault. And, yeah, and we were not doing – we're not doing good things. So eventually my high school got sick of me and they kept sending all the letters that they would send to my house. Mm-hmm. I would take them and I would throw them away. Mm-hmm. So my mother never saw them. And that's not a good thing. And eventually they would have people like – I forgot even what they are called. But they would knock on the door. And they would see, Oh, if I like was truant there. officers? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Truant officers would come knock at the door and I would always just like hide or whatever. And any time they would leave a card, I would wait like 10 minutes and then I would take the card and I would just rip it up and throw it away mm-hmm. until one day I couldn't avoid it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then there was one from, from my high school saying that, um, I had been kicked out of the school and I needed to go up there with my parent and sign some paperwork saying that. that. And that was the most disappointing one because my mother just kept looking at me as I was sitting down with the principal. Uh and They were telling me like I had been transferred. I filed to this other school, an alternative school, and blah, 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 all this stuff. Me, I was just an arrogant 16-year-old. I just didn't care. And my mom just kept looking at me with this look of... At first it was anger. Yeah. At first it was, you know, because... Just because I think she felt uh, that with everything that I was doing in school, like everything that was thrown away, all those years of getting the good grades and being a top student in ultra elementary and middle school, all that was thrown out. And and yeah, I I, I got an earful as well. I didn't say anything back because I just I was just like, oh, it's whatever. I don't care. This is in my in my mind it was stupid like oh, this is all stupid yeah. now looking back on it i was a stupid one and mm-hmm. now and 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 you uh, having overcome that was was difficult but i think it just made it more for my mom to be proud in a sense of okay yes you know my son did make mistakes in high school but then he had to he had a in a in a way pay for that because he had to come back and he had to get his GD and do that. But mm-hmm. uh, to overcome that was one of my proudest moments also as well. So I turned, I tried to turn that negative of disappointing yeah. my mom and try to turn to a positive. And, and I, I like to think I did that.
0: Yeah. And it was probably like, I, th- I like to think... I don't know. This is no. I, I know this is a case for me, and I, I can imagine it's a case for yourself too. As many times as I disappointed my mom growing up, like I think I made her proud more than anything, and I think agree. I did that for her. Right. Because I think, like you said, lower, like I said too. <laughs> um, you know, seeing your mom disappointed is like one of the worst feelings in the world. It's probably the worst feeling in the world. And then, but like making your mom proud is like it like completely, I I don't want to say it cancels it out Mm -hmm. because obviously your mom is still disappointed. You're still messed up, but you kind of, you can't, you were able to come back. Like, and, and I think that's like, I think, I think it's safe to say that's something we both learned from our moms. And so that's, that's just, you know, there's, there's hope. Oh (laughs) So, so I guess for every time, anybody who's listening for every time you disappoint your mom, try and make her proud like two times for each one. And I don't want to say I'm at that exact number, but I'm still trying and I'm still, still doing things. Um, was there something i asked I actually asked some of my friends this too, um, and so I kind of want to share those answers in a bit. But I think it's interesting to see like what um what moms what our moms teach us, like whether it's like some little skill, some life lesson, some big thing or whatever. and I, I like I, I asked some of my friends and I like the different kinds of responses that I got. And so is there something it, like uh, not even one thing, but like w- things that you can think of that your mom has taught you, that you've learned from your mom.
1: Now, there could be, can we break this down into things intentionally or unintentionally?
0: Yes, let's do that because okay. that's that's a good point.
1: Okay. So intentionally, like trying to, as I mentioned before, try to maintain the language. Uh, intentionally, family, of course. Uh, unintentionally, hard work is the number one thing. That's just the number one thing. Like work hard. Unintentionally as well, uh, be humble. Ooh. Be Try to be humble as much as you can. And that one, she... There are sometimes where she would intentionally, because just sometimes she says, as a joke, she says, uh, my father's last name was Villanueva. So mm-hmm. she always says, sometimes you got that Villanueva in you where you kind of have that swagger. And sometimes you need to check that. Like my mom won't say it like that, but she basically mm-hmm. says that you need to check that. Mm-hmm. And so she sometimes will essentially, but just the way that her, siempre su carácter, she's unintentionally doing that mm-hmm. and teaching me to be to be humble. Because mm-hmm. she's always been humble. She's never been she's never been arrogant i can't remember one time where i could say oh my mom was definitely you know overly confident about something like that the only time that i would see that she's overly confident when it was is actually a compliment she would overly ob- really be confident about what my brother and i can do uh yeah like that like that uh i'm trying to think there's a lot of other things but i just i honestly can go on and on but those are yeah you know top ones there what about you
0: Um, so I, oh yeah, like I could go on and on. And so I, Mm -hmm. I won't, but like my mom taught me to drive. I remember that my mom was the one who taught me to drive. And I remember like the driving lessons with her. Uh, she did not let me listen to the radio because she said I would get distracted, like by background music. So um, I had to sing. I don't have a singing voice, but I would sing in the car because I was like, it's too quiet. And mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, I remember those driving lessons and her, like, it's, it's funny because I've been driving. Well, actually, I'm not the best driver, but I've been driving for 10 years and not because of her, because she's a great driver. Um, but I've been driving for 10 years and still she's one. I, I don't like getting in the car with her now because, or me driving. I'd rather her drive because she's still going to tell me, like, break. You need a break. Like, you know, when I'm a block away from the red light or like, she'll be like, watch out for that bicyclist who's like not even close yep. to my oh. car. But thanks, mom, for like pointing him out to me five seconds after I saw him. But like, so, so, uh, yeah, driving is something that I'll never forget. She taught me to drive. Um, she's very superstitious. And so she's taught me like little superstition thing that I always remember her in my like head. Like, I, and I don't know if this is a Mexican thing or just like any, <laughs> or like, mm. a, just a general superstition, but, um, you're not supposed to put your, your purse on the floor. Supposedly, it's some superstition because the dinero. Oh, okay. So you should always put it like on something. And I, I sometimes I have no choice but to put it on the floor. But she's always like, "No, la pongas en, en el suelo." Um, and my mom taught me how, and I don't think she was like trying to teach me, but she taught me how to make a bed like I'm just like thinking of like little skills like my mom used to work at the Marriott she used to be a housekeeper ye- like many 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 years ago and I, I remember being there at work with her one day I don't know why I was there but I remember her watching and this is like her making a bed like professionally making a bed and like early I guess at least how the the, the hotel wants to make a bed and so I just remember that like I still have that and I, my memory is terrible by the way but I still have that vision in my head of her making that bed and me like learning how to make it and and like she also makes her bed every day and I make my bed every day like that I learned from her um so just like like little things like that, like stuff like that I won't forget. That's like the little like day-to-day stuff. Like, bigger picture, my mom has taught me to, um, she's taught me about credit, like your credit, how your credit is everything and how you have to have a good credit score. My mom has a great credit score. I have a pretty good credit score. And like, that, like, that's something that she's just always said, like, make your payments, whatever, for whatever thing you have to make a payment for, make it on time. Because like, whether it's a bill, like on a credit card, whether it's your rent or your electricity bill, like, always pay everything on time somehow like it'll go back to you and your credit and your credit precedes you like your good name precedes you and in this country you need good credit so like that's something so like that she's just always taught me um and then like really really big picture like i think intentionally she like taught me that hard work is everything and that you have to work for what you want and you have to like being a woman a minority woman in this minority end like a double minority i guess you have to work twice as hard. And so she's like just always instilled that hard work is everything. And, you know, there's, there's intentional times that she said, it, and there's just times that I've been able to see her do it. And that just kind of like still like sticks to me. Um, And so, yeah, like that's, I could go on about like. um, There's
1: one that I, well, as you were talking, it just, as you were describing your mom, it reminded me of something that my mom did intentionally and unintentionally taught me as well is to be somebody of faith. Now, my okay. mom is not necessarily the most religious person in yeah. the world, um, but she is very spiritual. And she has always taught me that we need to, at least for us and our family, we needed to focus on some sort of higher power, that we needed that help. I know I've mentioned it to you before, but my mother was very conservative growing up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I think it was just because... You know, it helped her find peace in the middle of, uh, of a lot of chaos that was going on, um, especially when we, my brother and I were younger. As she's gotten older, she's gotten a little bit more liberal with things, but that spirituality of her has not gone away and it'll never mm-hmm. go away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's instilled in me. I am not the most religious person there, but I, I do have my spirituality. I do believe in some things and, and, and it and it does bring me peace because a lot of times, one needs that. Yeah. Um, and not everybody, but some of us do need that. And so for me, uh, that is something that's, I, I, I can't repay my mom for help instilling in me that, cause it is important. And, and it's something that's, if somebody asks me how important is sp- spirituality, to me it is very, it, it is very important. And I'm not somebody who's out there very preachy or nothing like yeah. that, but it's something that brings me peace. Something that has brought my family a lot of peace, yeah. and it's something that is always going to be important to me.
0: Yeah, that's actually one of the uh, responses that I, asked, I like. I said I asked my friends because I am really curious about this and I want to know. Um, one of my good friends, uh, Berta Serrano, she said that her, one of the like things that has been most impacted, like impactful on her, that her mom taught her was to always have faith and like mm-hmm. believe that there's a higher power out there. And uh, everything I know about her mom, everything that I know that she's told me about her mom is just proof that her mom is an incredible person who's always giving and just kind and humble and Berta's the same way. So that's it's cool to see how how much impact like the, the big things and the little things that your mom teaches you like has on you. Another one of my friends, uh, Leslie, she said that, like, one of the things that she'll obviously never forget that her mom taught her because it's something that is, like, with her all the time is how to cook Dominican food. Uh-huh. And, and I've tasted this food really good. <laughs> um, but it's just something that, like, just that sticks with you, like, whether it's, like, little skills or, like, life things. And I will say that I did not learn to, I'm not a good, I'm not a cook. <laughs> um, but I didn't learn to cook from my mom growing up. Uh, and there were a lot of reasons for that. One, my, mom like we didn't have a traditional like like our friend family's just not like I guess like the conventional family like where you get together and you sit down and have dinner every day right. we didn't have that uh obviously we were fed and we had there was a roof over our head every day but my mom ever since like she was like I mean I was like 12 maybe 11 or 12 my mom worked overnights so she would start work um, at like 10, 10.30 or something, and then she'd get off of work at like 7, 7.30. So she'd work all night, and so she'd get home, um, she'd take us to school or whatever she needed to do, and then she'd sleep all day, like, and then, you know, because she was tired, or, or she'd like do the things that she needed to, pay bills, run errands, and so she was asleep, and then, yeah, like she had to sleep at some point, and so, you know, food was ready there, but we didn't get together and have dinner every day growing up, and so I didn't get to see my mom, like, make the food. I, I mean, sometimes I did, but I didn't, like, make it with her. I also didn't have much of an interest in doing that when I was younger. Like, I didn't see that for me. I... Just didn't think that, like, there was just no interest. I like, obviously, I like to eat, but I did not want to learn to cook. And then I got a job uh, when I was a teenager. And so I was at, like, I would get out of school and then I would go to work and I'd come home late and, like, I'd eat or whatever. But I didn't have that, like, time. And so, um, yeah, like, I was just never interested in it. When I grew up and moved away and I had to, like, feed myself without, like, (laughs) you know, that was was an interesting journey. Um, I obviously eat out a lot. And we ate out when I was growing up, too. But yeah, I had to kind of, like, figure out like what I was going to do and obviously I still never went hungry or anything but like that's kind of when I started getting interested in cooking and like wanting to make food and just like uh, to feed myself obviously but um that's something that I'm learning from my mom now um because now I moved back and so now um I'm like like I'll go over to her place every week and she'll like as she's cooking something and I also love watching my mom cook my mom doesn't like cooking by the way (laughs) she does it and I think she's pretty good at it but she does not like doing it she doesn't want to spend hours in the kitchen unless like there's something and she wants to make um like every now and then she wants to make pozole pozole, because so she'll make it but um so yeah, like I love, I love, like I love that I'm still, like you know, like still, like I'm in my late 20s and I'm still learning something from her. So I go over there and I'm learning how to cook and I'm learning how to make something and I'm, st- I'm asking all these questions because I'm like, how do you know it's ready or this or how do you, what is, what is it supposed to taste like when? And you know, she's like telling me, and like I've even started recording it because I want to like have it, <laughs> like right. you know, like I, instead of writing down the recipe, I'm just getting it on video. Um, but I love learning it and then actually for Christmas she gave me a set of knives, like a, a nice set oh, nice. of knives that I wanted. So she's like, so now you can make, you know, you can. Cut things and you can. This one's for this, and this one's for this. And so, and recently she got me a set of like pots and pans, like a full entire set that has all the pots and the pans and the spatulas and everything. And so, like, she's like helping me out like that, and it's making me really excited. So, hopefully, I can. whip something up like gonna, she can. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say, one day we need to have then a cabecito potluck. Oh, I'll bring Oh, okay. You bring something?
0: <laughs> yeah. Because my
1: mom, my mom taught me how to make, a uh, traditional food, which is, uh, a seco de pollo.
0: Oh, yeah. You so, mentioned yeah, that. So
1: that's, that's, but here's the thing. I, I, I would need to be more ambitious to learn more things. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I've really learned.
0: Hey, that's okay. If you got one, you got one. <laughs> so, and if you, you just gotta and it. it takes a while. It, it does gotta, take a while. It
1: takes yeah. like two hours. Yeah. To get all together, to make it all, uh, and so, that is one of the things like i i i share with you with that like that's uh, my mother has you know shown me as far as like what's and not necessarily because he's like, you have to learn this, but it's like, it's there. And if you want to, you might as well. Um, I wanted to share also a few of my friends of what they said about their moms. Uh-huh. And so I asked my friend Trevor, uh, up in Park City, <laughs> shout out to you, Trevor. Um, like, what's, uh, the greatest lesson? And what he said is, my mom's greatest lesson is to work hard for everything. I think we've talked about yep. that. Nothing matters other than working hard and helping others while reaching your goal. Yeah. And I think that last part is important is like, because, We can get into that tunnel vision of like, okay, I have to do this. But along the way, definitely reach out. Definitely help out, whether it's your family, whether it is coworkers, whether it's something, you know, go for your goals, but at the same time, don't be too selfish about it. Yeah. You know, know, help out to others. Uh, I asked my friend Amanda as well, what is another lesson that, or one of the greatest lessons your mom has taught you? And she said, to be happy as much as you can be. And uh, I didn't write this down, but she said that her mom was always teaching her like, hey, and it sounds like an like something like a canned answer, but she said, "But it's so true. Life is short. Yeah, you know, certain periods of your life are even they seem shorter than they are because sometimes, from what she said, is before you know it's you know you're fifty five and you're beginning mm-hmm. to think about retirement, things like that, and 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 not that life necessarily ends; it's just a different chapter. In it. Right. So she said, "Just the importance of enjoying each chapter of your life." Yeah, and I think that sounds is very beautiful. good. Yeah, and I think that is really that's something really fun to to just always to think of as well because it's so important
0: yeah um, I was asking um like I, was, well, I was asking my friends one of my uh, friends Jose he gave me an interesting answer as, as like something that he'll never forget that his mom taught him it was actually kind of a skill he um, said that he he um, he was starting, uh, in junior high. He was starting, uh, or no, in his junior year in high school, he was gonna start taking a driving class, the driver's ed class, and he had never driven a car before. Mm-hmm. And so his mom, the day that he was gonna start, went out with him, and she had never, like, they had never, like, she had never been in a car with him while he was driving. They went out to a lot, and she kind of just, like, she was scared, he was scared. Mm-hmm. She just kind of taught him, cause she didn't want him to, like, drive a car for the first time in class without ever kind of really knowing how. So she kind of made, like, took that effort to, to make sure that he was prepared. Mm-hmm. It's crazy like oh man moms are just, just moms are everything
1: no, and, and just the responsibility and a lot of it is just things that that moms don't necessarily quote unquote have to do yeah. but they just feel like it's like it's part of them cuz i i think back to Like my brother and I growing up, there were a lot of things that my mom would teach us that necessarily wasn't something that she quote unquote had to teach us. It wasn't going to be taught whether it's at school or we just had to learn it ourselves in life. And then especially there are moments where it might be seen it could be seen as uncomfortable because at least in our case, and I'm sure with people cases when obviously as two sons to not have your father there. Yeah. There's that old saying that you know th- your father's to teach you some things about life and some things yeah. and other ones. Well, we, obviously we did not have that. So yeah. it had to come from my mom and yeah, there were maybe when we were 13 or 14 that might be seen as uncomfortable and there are some moments where yeah. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. But then at the same time I'd rather there's nobody else so I'd rather have teach me about this or talk to me about this than my mother. Yeah. Even it might seem, quote-unquote, uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Well, and my mom was the same in the the sense that she wanted to make sure that, like, those things— I think I know where you're going. Those things that you kind of, like, should learn. Um, she wanted to make sure that we learned them from her. Okay. And so she was just like, anything you ever want to ask me. My mom's a very, uh, she's very, she's traditional in some senses, but she's very open in a lot of things. Like, she's very, she's very, she's very open-minded. And, um... Progressive in a sense. And so she was just always like, anything, anything you want to ask me about anything in the world, you can ask me. Like, don't be afraid to ask me. Don't ask someone on the street. Um, I mean, obviously now we have the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um But um, like now I can just Google any question I have. But I I love like getting the answer from my mom. And, and it's it's you never stop wondering things like I feel like I. I have so much, uh, hopefully, have so much life left to live, and I feel like there's never gonna be a point where I'm not, where I'm gonna be like, I don't need to ask my mom that, like, anymore, because I don't need my mom anymore. I never, I never wanna get to that point, and I don't think I ever will, because there's like, she, she's taught me everything that I know now, but there's still so much, so many things that I don't know, and that some, at some point I'm gonna face, and she, like, any question that I have, whether it's like, Mom, how do I, um, like, I'm, I feel this, what am I supposed to take, or what am I supposed to do, or how do I go, like, buy this? When I, when I moved, so, like, my first place that was my own, I had to ask her, like, how do I make sure there's electricity? <laughs> like, how do I make sure that things that she's just like, you have to call this, like, you have to do this? Like, she's always teaching me something. And she's like, intentionally, non-intentionally, I think it's always, like, it's always happening. And, um, I love, Yeah, I love learning. I love learning from my mom. I love learning like life lessons and life skills. And I think, yeah, I I, I like learning just in general, but I never forget. I have a terrible memory, but I never forget who taught me what. And I can guarantee you that about 80% of those things that I know I've learned from her
1: yeah I, I like to you know that term the term life coach goes sometimes it's thrown out there and there's mm-hmm. people that are that are quote unquote life coaches mm-hmm. or people who jokingly say they're a life coach mm-hmm. but my mother definitely is my life coach especially now as you know you get older and you're always seeking that advice so anytime I go over and we're talking there's a lot of times I'll just say and I know when you're when you're younger when someone's younger you think okay, my mom or my dad will judge me if I tell them something about this, or if I'm thinking about making this, because they'll, they'll, they, obviously they're your parent, they want to look out for you, what's best interest. As you get older, things change, at least for me, it has changed, where if I do have some thoughts about, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or whatnot, that mom instinct doesn't come out at first, not anymore. It's not longer, but I don't think we did this, or mm-hmm. it was not like that. Maybe 15, 20 years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Now it's more like, you're an adult mm-hmm. what do you think and you know Ooh, why do you think ab- yeah and then it's and it's kind of like what do you think about this so kind of and asking those questions she asked me those questions so then she can have a, a determiner of like what she thinks because she doesn't want to jump in anymore you know she doesn't want to jump in and say mm-hmm. you should do this yeah like you need to do this she'll she'll ask me questions she's like what do you think about this how are you feeling about this and then after like 15 minutes worth of me explaining myself then she says okay it seems like this this could be an option. She never says this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. She really avoids doing that yeah. unless it's something like that I'm going to hurt myself or something like, right. that. like, you know, you shouldn't go, you know, bungee jumping without, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> what do so, you think yeah, you should do? Cheryl? Right. <laughs> and so but anytime now it's it, it's more like that now. It might not be the case for every parent. I understand that. I know I have some friends that have told me that their parents are, are, are still True. kind of like. A little bit more conservative, or things, mm-hmm. like, and that's fine. That's fine. Every parent, parenting, parent is different, obviously. Parenting styles—that's what I meant to say—is different. But for me, I—I'm very happy, and I say I'm very blessed that I have that because I think now in my life, in my thirties, even though I'm—I'm I'm 34, but sometimes I still mm-hmm. feel like I'm like 21. Sometimes I just feel that energy, and—and—and and, and there's still some questions that I still have when it comes to making some decisions as far as my profession and things yeah. like that. And it's nice to have somebody who, you know, obviously, yeah, they're my—that's mo- my mother, but at the same time. It's my best friend. Yeah. It's my best friend. And I can go and I I don't need to feel that that judgment there that maybe when I was 14, I thought my mom was always judging me because that's what I thought. But now looking back, it's like, well, no, she was looking out for my best interest. Of course, I was 14 years old. What did I know?
0: Yeah. But now
1: looking back, you know, there are moments where maybe I need to think things more clearly. Mm -hmm. And that's when she does with those questions and things like that.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know what? I don't think that mom's parents get enough credit for how hard it is to be in that position like you're living your life and you're also trying to make sure that your children are living theirs the proper way and the best way possible and you know you as a kid and even as a teenager sometimes even as an adult you don't get that like I said I didn't get the whole family thing when I was younger but like even the little things that as kids you say or you do that you don't know are hurting like your parents because like you're not trying to be cruel like you just don't know it's crazy to like learn that as you get older like my mom told me this story um when i was younger and she told me that she um when she was growing up she was in mexico and she was about i think seven six or seven years old she was young and it was her birthday and she wanted a big cake like a like she just wanted a huge cake like that's what she wanted um my my nana her mom couldn't afford a big, big cake. And so she did what she could to get her a little cake. Like she thought the point is to have a cake. And so everybody gathered and she got her a little cake. And my mom was like, (laughs) <laughs> like, I wanted a big cake. And so, like, she didn't understand that my grandma did everything she could, in that moment at least, you know, when she told me the story, she completely understood, but she didn't understand that my grandma did everything she could to get her that cake, and it was, like, that effort, and she still she wanted more, and, like, that must have broken my grandma's heart. I think it probably did. And then my mom, so my mom learned that as she got older, and so when I was a kid, when I was, uh, and I don't remember this, my mom told me, by the way, um, when I was, like, almost two years old or something, I wanted... um I wanted, like, oh, for Christmas, she uh, no, for my birthday, because my birthday's in October. She got me a little, like, a little motorcycle, a little, like, you know, like, one of those, like... Oh, nice. those or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when she gave it to me, I think I was like, I think she said I was two. Yeah, I was was young. I was like, oh, I wanted like, and I don't remember how I said this, obviously, Mm -hmm. but she, I I didn't like it. I wanted a car. Like I wanted a little car. Like there's this little like Flintstone red car that you like, you know, moved around with your feet. That's what I wanted. And so my mom worked so hard to get me this little moto and I was so ungrateful at two years (laughs) old. Um, and, And she kind of like felt. What she, what her mom must have felt when she was a kid, and she didn't like. You don't, you don't know that as a kid. You know, you you don't know you're doing that to your parents. You're mm-hmm. not trying to. Um, at least I hope no one's trying to, but yeah, so a few months later for Christmas, I think she got me the little, uh, uh, you know, she worked really, really hard and she didn't, she made it happen. But like, man, I wish I could tell two year old me to get it together and like be grateful. But it's just like, it's, it's, it sucks that you don't see that as a kid. It sucks right. that you don't, Absolutely. that you're just not like naturally grateful and just a great kid and like the kid that your parents deserve to have. And yeah. it's just like, I guess they're kind of like life learning lessons.
1: But the mother's, the mother's love forgives that.
0: Oh, seriously. Yeah. The mother's yeah. love
1: forgives any, any of our mistakes. It's all encompassing. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely.
0: Oh, man. Um, Since we're talking about moms, I want to ask you, I know we're probably going longer than normal, but I want to ask you, um, moms like in pop culture, like TV shows, movies, is there like yeah. moms that are like kind of like, <laughs> like just your favorites, like funny, just like... Hmm. amazing or whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm tra- uh, I am I think the one that comes to mind at first is uh, is an animated mom. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Mark Simpson. Is the oh, person that comes okay. to mind. Uh-huh. Just because The Simpsons came out about the time that my brother and I were, were little, you know, into mm-hmm. the early 90s, and so The Simpsons, at first, we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Oh yeah, I was never yeah. allowed to watch The well, Simpsons. <laughs> I, I, well, actually, it wasn't even my mom's decision. It was my aunt who told yeah. my overly religious aunt who told my mom, like, oh no, that's like devil's work or whatever. <laughs> and eventually my mom was like, hey, you guys, my mom had other things to do. And also she yeah. was working like two jobs. So she's like, yeah. just, you know. Put the channel on, like, a regular, like, don't go into none of the cable channels. We weren't uh-huh. allowed to go into, like, those cable ones. She's like, uh-huh. just put on regular broadcast TV. Yeah. And The Simpsons were on, and so my brother and I would watch it or whatnot. So I think of Mart Simpson. I'm thinking, um, I don't know her character's name. Um, Constance Marie's character in George Lopez's show.
0: Oh, Angie? Is, Angie? Is there, is okay. her name Angie? is it Angie? Okay, is it Angie? Yeah, because I think Carmen's the People are the probably daughter. like, "How
1: could you not know?" I forgot. Yeah, I think it's
0: Angie. I think
1: it? it is Angie because I'm, look I'm looking <laughs> now of George Price. Yeah, I think he says. Yeah, I think it's Angie. But I think of her. Uh,
0: Wait, the mom or the mom? The his wife. His wife. Oh, okay, okay. Because I remember mom. he's got his mom too, yeah. and she's an interesting. Girl. And her
1: as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, she's she's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Angie. I okay. don't remember the mom's name though.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think, yeah, Yeah. that one, especially like as a Latina. Yeah. Like seeing, she was
0: also Selena's mom. Yes. Selena.
1: That's true. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She, yeah. Those are the ones I think of. Like, I think of also, (laughs) like, I remember married with children as Uh a kid. That one was one. Peggy Bundy was another one of mom, but there's a lot of them. I mean, you could go through like home improvements, you know, all those shows and growing up. So. I think of those, and as you get older, like they're moms, but they're like maybe more for like dramas. Like, yeah. I think of like uh, like Tony Soprano's wife and The Sopranos, and uh-huh. shows like that, and like she was a mom as well. But those are the ones I can think of at the top of my head. What about you? Yeah,
0: so my favorite moms, I have two, like two top top two. I probably have some others, but uh, one is Lorelai Gilmore from. Um, like her character's name, which is Lauren Graham's character in The Gilmore Girls. I don't know if you ever heard that show. Yeah. The mom daughter. Yeah. I love that show. It's one of my favorites because it reminds me a lot of my relationship with my mom. Like she, my mom is my best friend, my soulmate, my everything. And so we don't agree on everything, but like, I, I, in the show, there's a lot of repertoire. Repertoire. Did I say that right? Repertoire, repertoire. Like, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know thing what I'm right. I can't say it in my head right now. But, um, yeah, like they go back and forth and like they just get each other and they have the same sense of humor. And so my mom and I are very much similar like that. Very, yeah, because we have the same sense of humor. I can say something sarcastically. She'll just answer back sarcastically and mm. we'll just kind of keep it going. And, um, we just have a very, uh, like she's, uh, I, I think of her as like, um, my mom's turning fifty this year. She probably hate me for saying that, but she—I think she looks great. So, um, so a lot of the times, and I like—we have been told before, like someone will be like, "Oh, that's your mother? She doesn't look like your mother." Right. She's, and like my mom gets so happy, and she acts, <laughs> she acts so like, "Oh, stop!" But then like she later <laughs> she'll be like, oh, "She really thought I was yours," and I'm like, "Stop, mom! You're like you're my mom," but like, yeah. Um, but it's it's still funny, and so that's um, that's like for sure that's someone that comes to mind. And then my other one, other favorite like TV mom. Is uh, Sophia Petrillo from The Golden Girls.
1: Oh, okay. Have you, did you ever? Y- okay. Yeah, I remember What's the her? Uh,
0: her real name is. Uh, oh, I
1: forgot her man, name. And
0: it's like on the tip of my tongue it's Estelle Getty. Estelle, Estelle Getty, Getty's yeah. character in The Golden Girls. So she's obviously like, if anyone's ever heard of the show, it's about like four women who live, four women. It's I think it was in, filmed in the 80s-ish. Yeah, '80s ish for or the for 90s. See older women who live in a house in Miami. Their roommates and it's about like their adventures. Actually, the show's I I've watched I watched it as a kid. I don't know why, but I watched it as a kid with my sister. And now I've watched it again as an adult. I love that show. It was very progressive. They talked about a lot of like interesting yeah. things. Um, but I love that show. I love the comedy in it and like even the serious stuff. But the Sophia Petrillo is the oldest woman. She lives. She's one of the roommates, but she lives there with her daughter. Like so, their mother daughter and they like. Their relationship is very interesting because they'll like they'll argue a lot but they like have just a really good relationship and um and I think in like I can I can kind of see that being me and my mom like when I'm older and you know like my friends and I have joked around about this and then we're like hey when our husbands die and we and this is a horrible thing to say but we mean like the best by the way we don't mean like horrible wow. things but we're like you know when we're all older and like our husbands are gone or we're divorced or whatever and we're I mean we want happiness for you know eternity but you know it's kind of this is how we think all options are on the table That's yeah what you guys so are we're just saying oh we can live together when we're older and we'll be like the golden girls and so I in my head I'm like yeah my mom's gonna friend. be there too <laughs> um, yes uh, and so I always think Of, like, my mom, they're like that too because my mom, like, the character in the show, my mom is very honest Mm -hmm. and she doesn't sugarcoat things. She will, she always says, Las cosas por su nombre, like, don't sugarcoat things. And so, yeah, I can see that being like, still, like, that's a very similar relationship. Like, my mom is just super honest, but we get along, but she loves me and she'll just tell me, like, it is, even when I don't want to hear it. But yeah, so those are my favorite TV moms, and um, I mean, obviously my mom weren't TV she's my favorite, but um, yeah.
1: So as we begin to wrap up our our Mother's Day special, I want to just ask Yvette: What is either the one piece of advice or or just life lesson that's your mom has given you that's that you've taken it and and it's now it's one of your cores, one of your core values.
0: Um, the one that I, there's obviously so many, but the one that I remember as like something she said very young, like something she said to me when I was very young and it always just stuck and it's always seemed to be true and, and it is true actually, um, is uh, to never go to bed mad at somebody that you love because you never know, like if one of you won't wake up. And I think it means something, you know, in general, obviously like, you know, we will probably wake up the next day, but just that life is so short and you don't want to lose somebody that you love and have been mad at each other and have have had like the last thing that you said to each other be something horrible or just not good and so it's always that it's always been that and it's always stuck with me and thankfully I've never lost anyone close to me um, but yeah I just always kind of remember that and so I try to, the people that are in my life and that I love, I, I mean I don't have a lot of confrontation with any of them but I try not to end things on that note because I don't want to find out what will happen if you know we leave this conversation on a bad note or if we leave like our relationship on a bad note and so that's been super important to me and the number one on that is my mom like the number one person that I try to keep things um, like 100% good with is my mom, and so yeah, always uh, like always end the conversation on a good note. And I'm not saying we haven't had our moments, and I haven't been a stubborn teenager, or she hasn't been a stubborn mother, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's something that'll always stick with me. And um, I think it's I think it's a, a great piece of advice. What about you?
1: For me, it's always it, it's kind of along those lines of nunca tener odio con otra persona. And, and, a not tener esa rancor, I said, just having that anger towards mm-hmm. somebody and holding that in because, uh, for her, she'll admit this and she, she's admitted it to me, um, many times that when, after we had moved here from New Jersey with everything that happened with my father, she was still very angry towards him because, Obviously, we had to move so far away to get away from, from him and what was going on. And that kept her away from her parents because my parents, my grandparents, excuse me, um, they stayed in, in New Jersey. And she, she says, my mother says to this day, it took her a little bit to get out of that, that, that anger. She has never used the word hate, but she just always says it was a lot of anger. But she knows for me, it was a lot of anger, also towards my father, and then growing up, I kept that, and it kept growing, and it got, and it reached the point where I felt like I did hate him, but my mother was always kind of, I guess you could say, battling me, or just kind of just like trying to instill in me and saying like, no, like you, you need to get rid of that, like that has happened, and that needs to be let go, and and it's a lesson to this day, even though I don't, you know, that I had a, I had to first like kind of forgive myself. And then I had to forgive my father and go through that phase. But it was because my mother instilled that in me to, to get rid of that. And now I, I, am fine. I don't have any kind of anger or hate towards anybody. But my mother's always like, just remember if there's always going to be moments where you feel mm-hmm. disappointment with, with whether it's yourself or whether it's with somebody else, but never let that boil over. Like never let that, like find your, find your inner pieces and, 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 and stay strong with that because, Said, but the worst thing that you can do to yourself is to be too mad at yourself about something. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the one thing because it's she's always has taught me. It's easier to to kind of be upset with somebody, just point the finger and say, "Well, I'm mad at this person or whatnot," you know. But when you're mad at yourself and you hold that and you keep holding that, that can destroy you. And that is something that's you, meaning myself, you always need to work on, and you always need you need to forgive yourself when it comes to things, whether you. you Disappointed yourself about something and 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 learn from that and move on from it. And if it's possible, if it's applicable, teach other people about your mistakes and how you moved on as well, because she admittedly she says she made a mistake for allowing her to be many times upset about life, about what was going on, because she was very angry still. But she learned her lesson and she moved on and then she taught that to my brother and myself. And so that is one of those lessons that I I always remind myself it's like okay we we will be fine here i cannot let this get the best of me and i won't let this get the best of me
0: nice all right. Well, that was our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed our Mother's Day extravaganza. Yes. To all you mothers out there, to all you mothers-to-be, and to all you mothers-to-be-to-be, <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you do from everybody in your life. Um, you're superheroes. You are appreciated.
1: You're something special. You're something that's even in those moments when you feel that maybe you're, you don't feel as appreciated, you are appreciated. It just might not be in the moment, but in the bigger picture, you are always appreciated and continue just being the light that many of us need, that we need in our lives.
0: Yeah, you make this world go round.
1: Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. And Yvette, we're going to, end things off with a
0: song is that correct? Yes so my mom always (laughs) plays this song she always brings it up like one she loves a song but two she always brings it up and like as a joke when we're having like you know a little mini argument she'll be like "Ah ahem remember and then she repeats the first words of the song which which are I should say el amor de la madre es el mas grande de los amores which means the a mother's love is the greatest love of all loves so thanks for listening.
1: Happy Mother's Day.
0: ¡Feliz Día de las Madres! El amor
1: de la madre es el más grande de los amores.
0: ¿Cómo él ni? Cuando uno tiene la dicha de tener la envidia